is the University of Michigan. Touchdown, Michigan! All right, welcome back to Blue by 90. I am Justin, joined by Jack and Kaylin as always. And today we have another special guest on. Uh, today we've got Joel Honigford of uh, the Michigan football team, Michigan tight end. Joel, how you doing tonight? Oh, I'm doing all right. How about yourself? Not too bad, not too bad. Yeah, you guys just got done with practice and a little lift session. Uh, get you know, Did you guys pump it up a little bit in there? Yeah, we were pumping it up. Today's our, uh, you know, we're closer to game day, so we hit arms today. Oh. Get, um, get some chin-ups going, too. Put some chains around the neck. It's real nice. <laughs> Got to get the glamour muscles ready for game day, right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, you can't go out there in that jersey with some twig arms or something. That's when, you know, you've got the <laughs> photographers out there. you got to get those buys and uh, shoulders looking good. Yeah, we know what's going on. They set, they set us up for success. <laughs> love that love that um all right so i mean right now you guys are obviously playing very well um you know three and oh going into uh big 10 play right now um and and really nobody i don't know people didn't know what to expect from this team this year right um and so you know coming off of a off of a weird year last year obviously covid obviously it's just like wasn't what you guys wanted out of that you know what what do you think changed especially about this offense from last year uh coming into this year uh i think last year i mean it's easy to say but there were just a lot of distractions like there was so much going on that we had to do every day and it was the fact that we started uh, back in June and we were practicing like every other day of the week, but we couldn't hit anybody or we couldn't touch people. We had to stay away from people um, just because of COVID restrictions and stuff. So we had to deal with that. And then like I myself got put in quarantine three different times. Holy uh, shit. And I didn't even have it. Like I didn't even get it any of those times. Wow. So I mean, it was just like a lot of in and out and like, it was like very mentally challenging because like right when I got out of my first quarantine, the day after is when the season got canceled. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, all right, well, this is cool. Like I'm just like, with the whole season, of- right? Yeah. So then like, then we still continue to practice. Um, they like toned it back, but, um, and then I got reinstated. And then we had to wait like another eight weeks for it. So we were practicing for even longer. So like fall camps, like a month normally. And last year it was like three months in total. And it was just like all drug out Uh, with the offense. I mean, I think it just like relates back to that. Like there was just so much going on that we had to do every day where you couldn't just like go out and play football. There was so much other stuff you had to worry about. Like, some weeks our parents were allowed to come to games other weeks our parents weren't and it was just like all over the place where you couldn't just like really hone in on football and like even meetings you couldn't have normal meetings like as a tight end group last year we met in the indoor facility just like us like 10 guys met 
on the giant turf field with like spread a out like it's yeah, like, like recess or something and you're yeah. <laughs> yeah it was ridiculous like normally like when you're in meetings you got a projector and like that's how you're watching a film we were literally using the jumbotron in our indoor facility to oh watch man it. oh my god <laughs> That's crazy. I mean, it kind of sounds like I, you know, obviously you never want to like say this, right. But I know that throughout a season, there are times when you like don't want to be there. Right. And I think that goes for every athlete, you know, every athlete's probably in most interviews or most whatever is going to say, yeah, you know, we're grinding it out. We're having fun. There were probably a lot of times last year where you guys just weren't flat out, weren't having fun. Yeah, I mean, you had to worry about, you know, are we going to be able to play this week? And, like, when you, ha- when you have to worry about that more than, like, just the game itself, it's like, what are we doing? Like, yeah, this isn't even football anymore. We're, we're worried about a freaking virus, and it's just, like, it was just taking over everything. Like, wake up at 7 a.m. in the morning, go get your COVID test, and then your class is online, so you just sit in your room all day until you go to football which like we would even have meetings online sometimes uh, just depending on like what like it was like in the facility with COVID and stuff. And so it was just like, I mean, it was still fun to play. Like last year was my first real year to play. Um, But so that was fun, but like there was just so much more to it than just having like, just being able to play football. I mean, that's that's so tough for you guys, too, as college students and, and athletes, too, right? Like, there's so many restrictions put on you guys where more people, you know, they've got, I mean, us as, you know, we're older, so we had a little bit more freedom on what we could do, what we couldn't do. But, I mean, you're responsible for your teammates, and you can't be going out and doing yeah. stuff. Otherwise, you're putting them in jeopardy, you know, whatever, whatever might happen. I mean, I couldn't even imagine having to deal with school and athletics under all those restrictions. Like, props to you guys for making it through that. That's brutal literally did not I would not leave my house unless I was going to football like other than that I would leave my house at all that's like I mean you you might as well be in solitary (laughs) like in jail right you know I mean that that just it doesn't sound fun uh, no matter what you're doing no matter if that's football life whatever you know just being in that environment doesn't sound great but you know fast forward to this year through three games, I don't know about you, but I'm having a lot of fun. You know, we're tailgating. We're, we, you know, back in the big house. It's been a blast. You guys look like the energy has changed. And I think we've talked about your guys' new energy on every single episode for the last two <laughs> months. But still, it's like it's it's contagious a little bit. You guys really, you know, it feels very different for what you guys are. And I feel like it's almost like caged animals that were you know caged up for so long and now you're just like you you feel it and the momentum just keeps rolling and rolling and rolling yeah I haven't I can honestly say I haven't been part of a Michigan team where everybody on the team has played as hard and as physical as like we do now I mean like we go out there with the intent to make the other team quit like that's what we're trying to do and I mean, you can – there is a distinct point in the game where you can look into somebody else's eyes and you can, like, tell, like, they don't want this anymore. And, like, yeah. that is – it's an unreal feeling because you're like, all right, like, this is pretty sweet. And, like, we didn't really have any expectations coming into the season. Like, I mean, obviously, we think we're a good football team, but you never want to get ahead of yourself. And, uh, like, going into Western Michigan, 
um we weren't you know we kind of feeling it out seeing how it was going to go because obviously we all know how last year went uh but man i mean just getting out there with the boys and and flying around in front of the crowd is just it is like it is so much fun like i've never had more fun playing football and like you can tell like the guys are having fun but they're still staying locked into it too so it's not like no one's too loose out there it's like a nice balance and the thing is that's like through like the coaching staff and everyone like i've never seen like the morale this high on a team before and like everyone's feeding into it and buying into it which is exactly what we need and that's like the perfect combination of of what you guys want and you know a team and when you're playing football right and and going back to what you said um, earlier, what you started your statement off with, I mean, you were on that 2018 team. I mean, that that was a pretty good football team, right? I remember you guys being favored going into Ohio State and mm-hmm. um, winning in Columbus. And, you know, obviously we all know how that turned out. But, I mean, that was a good football team. I mean, is it is it that much different from 2018 to now? I mean, I know the years in between were kind of, you know, a little bit, a little bit different. But that 2018 year, that was a good season. Yeah, I think just like – from a team aspect it like sounds cliche but like we've like we have not had a tighter team than what we have this year like there's not anybody who has a problem with anybody else I mean yeah like dudes still get on each other's nerves in practice but it's football like we're hitting each other like right this is how it goes but like as far as like people like trusting like everyone trusting each other like I've never seen it before like we have it now like everyone's buying into what everybody else has and is like worried about you know, like just doing their job and trusting the other guy, which is like, it, I've never seen it like this before. So, I mean, it's, I, I don't want to like, I feel like it, it is. And, and I don't want to buy into that as a, almost as a fan kind of, you're, I feel like everyone's bought into that, you know, and it's, and it's almost like, it sounds too good to be true, honestly, from an outside perspective. And so, you know, I want to temper expectations still with that, but I did, I think it is cha- a changed perspective and it's really cool to hear that, you know, especially after last year, after even the off season where you didn't really know what was going on with this coaching staff. Right. And so for all of that to go on in the past, you know, 12 months and for us to be here, and we, you know, going into week four, talking about such positive things, I think is just such a cool thing for you guys specifically. Um, and so let's talk about you. You know, you are a fifth year senior. Um, you came in as an O lineman. Now you're just shredded doing biceps and chin ups all the time. Uh, <laughs> what's the uh, what's the uh, transition? Uh, what's just like your timeline been like through you know when you came in originally to where you are now? Uh, so came in June of 2017. Uh, I knew I was a lighter guy. I knew that coming in. I knew I was like more of a developer, which I was fine with. Um, and as I tried to gain weight, cause I think I came in around 275 ish. That's where I came in. Um, as I tried to gain weight, I was like, you know, this is actually kind of hard. Like how <laughs> much we were working out, I was like, this is pretty tough to like, and I was like trying to eat a lot to the point where I was getting tired of it, which doesn't sound like you'd be a thing, but it really is. Yeah. And, uh, so I really struggled to gain weight. Um, I started out at a guard and I played there. Um, didn't see any time my true freshman year. 
redshirted, uh, move into my redshirt freshman year. And uh, they, they moved me up to second team guard. But even then, like, I wasn't ready. Like, I was just too weak. I wasn't developed enough. Um, but they gave me a shot. And so uh, kind of went through camp there. And um, I think Vastardis ended up jumping ahead of me. And then I think on my first time against Western Michigan, actually, um, that 2018 year, which was pretty sweet. Uh, so I kind of got a taste of it. Uh, but it was like, it was weird because it was 70,000 people in the stands, but it, they were uninvested. Like we were up by so much that like the game couldn't have been lost. So, right. I mean, yeah, they're excited for a touchdown, but it wasn't like, this is pivotal. Like this is like, you know, but um, moving forward, you know, they kind of were moving me around, uh, moved out to tackle and seemed to work a lot better there. Um, 2019 and I like tackle a lot actually I was much better at tackling it was a guard um, which I think is kind of why I got moved to tight end um, that's interesting though a little bit just because for being a smaller guy you're usually better off at guard right because you move more the tackle is supposed to be that really you know the big dude that that can hold ground against a uh, top d end right yeah but the thing is about guard and like, if you're talking about like pass protection, you're taking on some like 320 pound guys who are trying to run through your face. Yeah, right. I did. I just wasn't stout enough to handle that. Um, where like at tackle, like I could just learn how to set the guy. So he would try to run around me and then I could just run him by because like I was athletic enough that I could do that. And I kind of found my niche there. Um, but moving forward, get sent home for quarantine. Then I was like, I really got to gain weight. This is going to be a big year for me. Like, I have a chance to, you know, start and eat a lot of my mom's food at home during quarantine. <laughs> Came back 305 for the first time in my life. I didn't feel that good. I was like, it wasn't 305. But whatever, I was like, <laughs> I was rotating uh, with uh, Jalen and Ryan us three were rotating for uh, the two tackle spots. And then it just, um, I mean, Jalen's a real good player. Ryan's a real good player. Uh, so they ended up getting it. And I was good enough to play, but there just wasn't a spot for me. And so one day we're sitting in meetings and Coach Harbaugh comes in our meetings. He's like, he's like, <laughs> he said, hey, I, I had an epiphany. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, and like we're in, so we're in two separate rooms because um, you know we have like COVID regulations. I was still with O line, so we're in two separate rooms. So the, the other room is zoomed on uh, the other. So I just hear him through the Zoom. He's like, I had an epiphany. And I, yeah, I'm just kind of listening to it. I'm not thinking anything. And uh, he's like, hunting for it tight end. And I was like, oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> He didn't even ask our O-line coach. He didn't, he wasn't like, he wasn't like, you know, like, okay with you. He was like, you know, Joel, you want to do that? And I was like, yeah, I do. Absolutely. And he was like, all right, let's go. I grabbed my stuff and left the offensive line room, went down. That's all it was like. It wasn't like, Hey, he's going to go into, you know, uh, Warner's office have a conversation first and then we'll maybe bring it to you in like a one-on-one -on -one or something. 
he just walked in and was like, you're going to tight ends. And you walked out. Yeah, that's literally it. I picked up my stuff and I left. It was like a five-minute conversation. <laughs> that yeah, was incredible. Was nuts. Is, is that the most Harbaugh thing, like, you've ever experienced? Like, you, you got to have some good Harbaugh stories. You've been there for a while now, right? Like, what, what yeah. what's, what's uh, the best Harbaugh yeah. story you have? Um, I'd say, uh, probably this summer. Um, so I, I had got an internship at, uh, Caterpillar, the construction company. I was doing engineering stuff for them. Uh, so I was working for them this summer and I got a call on my phone from coach Harbaugh. And I was like, I was like, what, what could this be about? Um, and we were, we were just lifting at the time, but there was no other like football requirements. So I answered, he's like, He's like, hey, Joel, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, I'm at work right now. He's like, okay. He's like, what time do you get off? And I was like, I get off at five. He's like, ah, five o'clock. <laughs> he's like, I'm building a tree house for my kids. <laughs> and he's like, and I need an engineering mind. <laughs> and oh, was my like, goodness. All right. I was all about it. I was like, all right, let's do this. And, uh, I was like, I get off at five. I was like, I'll be back home by six. He's like, yeah. He's like, you know, that's a little late. Um, I was like, I'd come by tomorrow though. And, uh, oh, cause I had class that night. I had class that night from five to eight. Uh, and I was like, I'll be, I can come over tomorrow though. He's like, ah, you know, kind of trying to get it done as soon as possible. And I was like, oh, okay. And uh, he's like, you know, anybody else who's woodworking? And the only other person I knew in town was uh, Jess Spate, who's my. Oh, yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, Jess is real good at it. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, he's like, Jess Spate. Okay. He's like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to give him a call. And I was like, all right. <laughs> Hangs up the phone. I text Jess and I was like, yo, uh, you're about to get a call. <laughs> he just texts me back. And he's like, so you think I'm pretty good at woodworking? And I was like, <laughs> all right. And I, I, said, I said, are you going to his house? And he just sends me a picture of him at, at the gate of his house. <laughs> and this was at like one o'clock um, in the afternoon. And then, so I got back home from work. Jess still wasn't back to the house. Bad. I was just like laying on the couch doing nothing. And, uh, he comes back at 9.30 at night. The dude, oh. dude covered in, like, dirt and sweat and just oh, sawdust. Man. I mean, he they went to work. Like, they were putting up a serious treehouse. And he ended he's, up like, he's like, thanks for volunteering me, dude. Right. Thanks a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. So funny. Because uh, Coach Harbaugh's dad, Jack, he told Jess, he's like – He's like, you know, you're going to learn something real quick. He's like, you don't want to be good at these types of things. Like, <laughs> when you're good at these types of things, people are going to ask you to help them out. He's like, you got to do what Joel did and just sell out somebody else. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that is a good one. I got I want to see a picture of this treehouse now, man. Yeah, I mean, if he's real. out there for eight hours covered in sawdust and dirt, that thing's got to look pretty, uh, pretty incredible. Oh, it's a I'm sure it's legit if it's in Coach Harbaugh's backyard or whatever. Oh yeah, I, I don't I don't know what it looks like. Well, I saw a picture off of Jess's phone, but I know they got like a post hole digger and we're like putting cement into holes with posts in it. 
Like it's, it's like the real deal. Yeah, that's a badass treehouse. I love too that he's just like, nope, sorry, this can't wait till tomorrow. This has to, <laughs> this has to be done today. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was like, all right. Oh, and then I was like, I, I can like send you uh, a picture, maybe of like something you would want or whatever. He's like, yeah, yeah, go ahead and do that. And so they had gotten a couple hours into working and finally decided because they were like clearing the area and whatnot. And they decided on the design that they wanted and it took them a while to decide. And then I had texted coach Harbaugh a picture of the design I thought he should do. Oh no. He was like, hold on here. Hold on. Oh no. We need to look at this. (laughs) (laughs) They're about to start building it and they stopped because they had like analyzed my design that I sent. Oh my God. Jess is probably sitting there like, man, what the hell are you getting me into? Are you still friends with Jess or did he like tell you to piss off forever? (laughs) No, we're good friends. We're good friends still. Oh oh, uh, man. I I wouldn't have blamed him to. I wouldn't have blamed him to just tell, like, all right, this is it. Friendship's over. <laughs> oh, yeah, I was just sitting in the living room when he was, he was coming back inside. I was preparing for the worst. I thought he was just going to come in and absolutely rip me. <laughs> but, <laughs> oh, God. That is a good so one. What's, what's, uh, what's Jess doing tomorrow? Because I got a tree in the backyard here, too. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know, I, I, can, I can let him know. I'm sure he'd be, he'd be down to do it. Yeah, sell him out again. Yep. Yeah. yeah he's not taking any texts or phone calls from you anymore it's like it's like all right <laughs> yeah. what do you need from me now yeah he, now he's he probably got a guy for himself too he's like all right i need to figure out who i can pass anything along along to now too oh yeah it's chuck filiaga i already know it <laughs> <laughs> just keep moving down the line here yeah yeah oh, chuck and figure out for himself well, that sounds like it's about as Harbaugh as you can get. He's got a treehouse guy now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, it was so funny. Oh, man. So, I mean, obviously, you guys are tight-knit from that. I mean, first of all, do you get – how often do you just get a call from Coach Harbaugh? Like, I feel like you can't get calls from him that often, right? Um, Not – like not all the time, but like recently, like in like the last year and a half, like I'm we've been like talking a lot. Like we got like a really good relationship now. And like he, I mean, really everyone does on the team. Like that's also part of it too. Like he's got he's like built relationships with all the guys on the team, which is really good. And like, I mean, everyone respects him too and uh listens to what he has to say, which is like also contributed to where we're at right now. So that's cool. I mean, that's really cool to hear. I think, you know, obviously from the outside, you hear a million things and, and you don't really know what coach does from day to day or what that environment is like, you know. And so um, I think a lot of people probably would be surprised to hear that just because he's a quirky man, right? He's definitely a, an odd duck. You know, there's no doubt. He, I'm sure he'd admit that himself. Um, you know, but I think it, it's great to hear. And it's, it's, it just seems like after everything that's gone on in the last seven years with him, you know, here at, at Michigan, it's, it's great to hear how well things are going here in year seven. So, um, you know, go, talking about practice, too, because we talked to, to, uh, to Valari about, um, about practice and you guys are now playing music in there. 
coach that doesn't really like it, he said, you know, but the strength coaches are the ones that play it. Um, but, you know, are you guys you all like super jacked up in practice? You've got the beat Ohio drill, you know, is practice different than it was in the past years, too? Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, in the past, we would like it wouldn't be uncommon to fight in practice. Like, dudes would just get like pissed off at whatever and just start fighting. And like, I couldn't tell you the last time we did. Um, not that fights are like the worst thing ever. I mean, it's part of a competitive nature. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, obviously you don't want to hurt your own guy, but yeah, the energy is like very high at practice. Like it, it doesn't ever seem to like really drop off. I mean, dudes are like, I mean, dudes are just out there vibing and playing football. Like it's, it's fun. It's fun to be out there. Like I, I mean, personally, like, speaking for myself like I've like regained a love for the game uh I mean part of that's just because like you know moving to tight end and like that position change has gone really well for me I've you know I've gotten to play and gotten significant time and like I just really enjoy it but like I'm just like there's not one person that's trying to bring everybody down or you know like oh yeah this sucks I don't want to be out there today because I mean it's not every day that you want to go out and practice. Like that's just the reality of the situation. But I mean, dudes are like, like if someone's down, somebody else is going to come pick him up. Like they're not going to let him stay down. And like, yeah, practices are fun. Like we'll play music in uh, warm ups, and they kind of switch it up. Like the other day they're playing like heavy metal. And then like, and then today I think they're playing like little baby. So they like switch it up. <laughs> Perfect. Like, appeal to everyone. Hit, hit all the genres. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They dance around there, but yeah, dude. I mean, they get like the energy is just way up. Guys are loving it. The guys are like buying into, you know, the practice. And like to Coach Harbaugh's credit, like he also is not burning us out. Like he's taking care of us in practice. Like, yeah, we have to go. Like first team's got to go go against the first team, but we're not doing that the whole practice. Like we're getting our periods in practice, but we're doing that so we get that competition and then we're also getting our scout periods where we're getting looks uh like this week uh, yeah for i mean i i remember stories from the coach hoke days of like guys i remember specifically going into that year i can't remember which year it was honestly where they had uh michigan bama uh game one at uh jerry jones stadium and they said like they went so hard one-on-ones and, and tackle, you know, every day that by the time they got to even game one, everybody's bruised up and banged up and all that. And they were just like, they didn't want to play much more. And so, uh, you know, obviously then you go against Bama's O-line and D-line and you're probably like, shit, I'm, I'm good on this. You know, I, I don't want to go up against those guys, but um, you know, I do think that there's a big, there's, there's definitely a balance of like, making sure that you're game ready and game speed ready, but not like burning you out completely for sure. Um, for, yeah. So if you like, for like camp, like all camp, like you're gonna, you're gonna smash each other in practice. Like it has to happen. You have to figure out like, okay, who can actually play and like who can't play? Like you, right. it's just what happens. And like, you don't figure that out in a day. You figure that out over like two, three weeks. And so like, we went through that period where dudes were like all bruised up and banged up, but like it had to happen. Like that's just, ha- that's, that's football. Um, but like, as we got like closer to game one, like he really started to like take it back, you know, 
focus more on like taking care of our bodies and also focusing on preparing um, for Western and things like that, which is like different than what we've done in the past. And like, I know all the guys on the team really appreciate it too, just because like, we're all feeling real good right now too, which is not something that has been uh, common in the past. I mean, we used to really bang during practice, but um, I mean, we still do now, but it's not like, it's not idiotic. And I think too, I don't want to call anybody out, but over the past few years, I feel like there have been some stories of some guys maybe milking some injuries or sitting out practices and stuff like that. And I, it, you know, that can be contagious as well, right? On a, in a negative manner, you know? And so I, it sounds like that is moving in a positive direction and, and you don't really have that going on either, right? Yeah, I mean, just like with our leadership, like, yeah, we have four captains, but like, there's so many leaders on our team. Like, you're not going to get away with anything. Like, if you're trying to like skip a rep or do something like that, or like, you know, be soft in practice, like, you're not going to get away with it. Like, Eric All, like, if the scout team guys are like being soft in practice, he he will get on them about it, and like, and like, really, all of us will, like, just like we need a good look. We need a fast look, like, like hit us, like, come on, like we need to get ready for this game. And so like guys don't get away with things like that. And like, you understand with the people you work with, like, you know, if they're actually hurt or if they're not, like, it's pretty easy to tell. Um, you kind of develop that over the years. It's harder with like the younger guys cause you don't really know them that well. But um, like with our older guys, like, no one's going to do anything like that, which we have had in the past, but I can like confidently say like guys are being accountable for themselves and for other people, which is something that has always lacked in the past. So I want to ask you about your switch to tight end. So other than not having to finish 40 pounds of food to keep your weight up, (laughs) what's your favorite part about that transition from O-line to tight end? Unless you enjoyed, you know, being able to pig out a little bit. Um, to be honest with you, like my favorite part is playing out of the backfield. I love to play Ooh. out of the backfield. I love to slice block. Like, I mean, I'm like a lineman at heart, so I love to smash people. Like, that's what I do. And, and you're hitting smaller guys now, which has got to feel great. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I'm like going in motion and like playing off the ball, <laughs> split out. Like, what am I doing here? It's so sick. Are but, you like, bench Mason uh, 2.0? I think I might be. I was thinking about that. <laughs> I think I look you might be. I love that. I love that. Well, I, it, I did notice, I mean, they have – Michigan for pretty much all Harbaugh years has had a true fullback. This is like the first year that you guys don't have a true fullback and have been using, you know, either two running back sets or having a tight end back there, a.k.a. you. Yeah, I mean, I, I love it so much, like – it's just like it's something I've never done before. Like I always played offensive line. Like offensive line is offensive line. Like it is what you see it. That it is what it is. Like with tight end, like there's just so much more to do. Like understanding like route concepts and and coverages and things like that, which is something I never thought I would get was gonna have to deal with. Uh, but like I'm doing doing it every day now. It's just like it's so sick. I mean, it's like the dream, right, for an offensive lineman. Oh, you like, get a running start. Are you kidding me? 
it's awesome. And like, I was talking to Ryan Hayes about this because he was recruited as a tight end, came in and went to offensive line. I was like never recruited as a tight end. Like that wasn't even a thought. It was just like, oh, you're a smaller offensive lineman. We'll develop you. And then like I get put in, in these shoes and now I'm a freaking 255-pound tight end. And my locker is right next to Ryan Hayes. And I just give him crap about it every day. So I'll be like, what's up, buddy? I'm living out your dream right now. <laughs> 255, huh? Holy shit. That is like crazy to go from – 275 where you came in at up to 305 back to 255 i mean wow that is nuts yeah i was like i'll tell you when i figured out i knew i was gonna be able to lose weight just because i had so much trouble gaining weight but i had we do like body scans so it tells us like our lean mass our fat mass things like that so i did one uh i think at the end of last season when I was like 290. Uh, fast forward to do one in May where I was like 263. And um, I had lost like 27 pounds of fat mass and put on nine pounds of muscle. And I was like, holy shit. I was like, <laughs> I could do this. Like, let's go. <laughs> That's insane. Like, super pumped. Like, like, obviously, like all alignment. You know, after football, they want to lose weight, and like I kind of got to jump on that. But like, yeah. now I'm freaking in a position that I love, and like it's going really well for me. Uh, it's just I love playing tight end. Like I love the guys that I get to play with, like Eric All, Carter Selzer, Matt Hibner, uh, Luke Schoonmaker. Like those dudes are the best, and like they they help me so much because like in the spring, um, Coach Harbaugh came up to me in the spring because I was still like two eighty five. Uh, just expecting I'd be a big tight end, like really extra offensive lineman again this year. He was like, he's like, hey, you know, why don't you just lose all the weight? He's like, you don't have to be a big tight end anymore. It was literally before practice, and I was like, uh, okay, yeah, sure, I'll, I'll do that. And so then, like from there, I just went from eating four meals a day to two meals a day, which is like what I would normally do. And uh, like I had to watch what I would eat, but not to the extent where it was like not enjoyable like and it wasn't that hard um i feel like it's more it's honestly harder the other way when you overeat you know i've been there too trying to put on weight for football and it's like when you're eating five thousand six thousand calories a day you don't like food anymore all of a sudden this is not enjoyable no it's brutal oh yeah so it was nice to be able to just go back to like i'd eat when i was hungry i wouldn't overeat like it was chill. And then I just ended up losing 50 pounds. So that was pretty. <laughs> so, so I'm a, I'm a big foodie and obviously you're, you're in Ann Arbor, right? Playing football. What's your favorite spot to eat? To be honest with you, uh, probably no tie. I freaking Ooh. love no tie so much. Oh love man. Um, I also love it's just wings. Like there there you go. that's my go-to DoorDash order. Get it's just wings, the boneless yeah. with the curly fries. Oh man. Oh yeah, like me and wings, it's like it's like a next level experience. Like, be <laughs> like, alone when I'm eating wings because like the, the one the one day I was eating them out in our living room with uh, Andrew Stuber, and like I was like I was getting after it. Like they were bone in wings, 
it, it, was, it was like all over my face and I was like sweating because they were hot they were buffalo like and he looks over at me he's like he's like dude are you good I'm like <laughs> like like bones from the wings and I was like dude you have no idea what just happened over here <laughs> Uh, really oh crazy. my god my now, are, are you um are you trying to you know play at the next level too now i know you've moved around so i don't even know what position it would be at but like you know are you looking to you know possibly play at the next level yeah that's the goal i mean um if you go back two years ago um wow. and you had asked me a question, i, I would have told you that i was going to finish my career as a backup offensive lineman in Michigan. Um, fast forward to now, and I'm in a completely different spot. Um, and that would be something like, I, I'd have to talk to people about it, but that would, like, I would love to have that opportunity. Uh, I don't know, like, I don't know where I would play. I mean, I could lose more weight and, and um, really just accept, like, to be like, I mean, I say I'm a true tight end now, and I mean, but I'm still like, on the bigger side of tight ends, right? I mean, not every tight end is a 255, 260. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't know what that would look like, but that is uh, really, wow. that's my number one goal right now is to uh, go to the next level. Um, I, I mean, I set myself up with like, you know, an internship and stuff like that this summer, just if like football. Gotta have, gotta have options for sure, for sure. How are your hands, by the way? How you know, coming from a lineman to a tight end, not all linemen have good hands. So, are you, you know, was that a natural transition to start catching the ball? Uh, it was. Yeah, I'd say it was. I did have to learn, like, I didn't know like how to like flip my hands and things like that with like different position of balls. Um, because some stuff I would do, they were like, you look like a middle schooler trying to catch a football. <laughs> okay, well. Just alignment, so get off my back. But now I actually have pretty good hands. If I start thinking about it way too much, like I'll be out there running around in practice and I'll see the ball coming my way, and I'll be like, it'll just get in my head. I'll be like, You're alignment, you're not supposed to be catching this thing. And then I'll just <laughs> drop it. No, but I, I actually do have pretty solid hands. I'm not, uh, I'm not lying about that, but yeah, we'll see. I hope I get to showcase them. Yeah, come on now, come on. We can. Should we try and talk to uh, to Cade and into uh, you know getting you the ball more? Yeah, t tell him to toss it my way. You know All what? Right. Here's the thing. Here's the thing about me and Cade. So we're playing Western Michigan. All right, I'm in the game. I'm a single tight end in the game. They called a play. They gave us the formation. I'm split out to the right. It's me and uh. I think it was Roman Wilson as well. And the play that they called, I had like, it was an option route for me. So it was like a one-on-one, -on -one, like the ball is coming to the tight end. And like, I'm not going to lie. I saw a signal. I was like, I don't know if this is for me. Like, I don't think. <laughs> and I see Cade and Cade's over there pointing at me and looking at the sideline. And I was like, Hey, listen, like, I'll tell them that I don't know about this. You don't have to be the one to let them know. <laughs> And then, oh man i see eric all just sprinting on the field and i was like yeah, that's my cue just damn it. damn oh that that's painful yeah. man that is painful you're like shit i could get away with one here i can get away with one 
No, Katie, Katie looked at me and like, hell no. <laughs> uh, all right, we got to get you one. We were talking, I've been, you know, we, we've had Valari on. We're talking with him. We told, I was telling him, we got to get him in a game that he's one for one passing because all he does is just run the ball when he gets in, right? So we need to get him one for, maybe it's a pass from Valari to you. Maybe that's what we need to do. I mean, I'd be down for that. Me and Danny Dimes working it out Danny there. Dimes. Danny yeah. Dimes, baby. Danny Dimes. He, he said he can <laughs> sling it. Does he sling it in practice? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Danny can so, sling it. So have you seen his uh, highlight tape? That little highlight video he's got on his Instagram? No, I haven't. You need to watch that. Because it you watch that, you're like, like, this guy, give him the Heisman already. You got to <laughs> give him the Heisman now. <laughs> it's incredible. It's incredible. Oh, shit. I thought the guy who slings it in practice is freaking Alan Bowman. I'll be just like standing there before practice, like just trying to catch some passes, you know, warm up the hands a little bit. This guy's like firing balls at me, tearing the leather <laughs> off my gloves. I'm like, dude, I'm all right. You could throw somebody else. Like, I'm good. <laughs> I mean, I do feel like that QB room has four like really good arms, right? Yeah. Yeah, they all love to just fire the ball at people. It's awful. I'm like 10 yards away. He's like throwing it as hard as he can. I'm like, all right, let's just relax here. Passes. Oh, man. That's funny. Um, all right. Kalen, you got a question? I do. Yeah. I was curious in the tight end room, do you guys watch any of the uh, previous tight ends from Michigan who have kind of come through? Like, I'm thinking like Zach Gentry, another guy who transitioned into tight end. Um, not quite as much. The only guy we really watch a lot is uh, Jake Butt. Like, we watch him a lot. Like, a lot of his like, stud. Yeah, yeah, he's a beast. I mean, he's a great dude, too. Um, but like, a lot of his route running and stuff like that is like super technically sound. Like, he does everything to the book. And uh, like, so we always watch him. Um, but like, other than that, we'll watch a lot of NFL film. Uh, guys like TJ Hawkinson, um, like we'll watch a, a lot of their stuff because I mean, they're pros. Like they do. It you kind of look like Hawkinson. I, I was gonna He's say you're, you're missing the beard a little bit, but uh, you know you got the hair for Hawkinson. Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. Once I became a true tight end, I was like, I gotta let the hair go. I mean, I gotta have a little <laughs> bit of this hanging. It's yeah, like part of the go. deal. Like papers, and I get the hair. So. <laughs> you, you got might might need to get you on the skates too for the hockey team, man. Come a goon. Yeah, there you go. I could do some of that. I was smashing people into the boards. Oh yeah. <laughs> hey, they're gonna be pretty dang good this year too. They've got all those real good draft picks like crazy. So oh yeah, they're gonna be real good. Yeah. Um, all right. I've got one more question for you. We're going back to the music. Should we officially make Pump It Up like the touchdown song? Every time you guys score, you guys play Pump It Up. I'm a, listen, that song, I brought that song to Michigan. That you was did? Me. Hey, okay. <laughs> Danny, Danny Dimes didn't tell me. us that. Yeah. Listen, nobody wants to give away the secret, but 100% that was me. <laughs> that song. I don't know where I heard it, but I was like, this song is a banger and I have to take it. And like, so I would work out at 6 a.m. Uh, this summer. And it's like, I go in the weight room and I throw that song on in the weight room, just get myself juiced up. And uh, 
like our assistant strength coach then started playing at practice and all the dudes were getting super fired up. And so they were like, all right, we got to play some games. And I was like, let's go. I brought this song here. This is love it. <laughs> let's go. Love it. Love it. All right. We got some connections to the big house DJ. So we'll, we'll make sure that they keep playing that for you. Yeah. I, I'm all about that song. All right. I, I think it's got to be – I mean, I wish they would have played it after every touchdown on Saturday. They would have played it nine times, and then it oh, was, yeah. you know, bumps every single time. Oh, yeah. They would have played that song so much. So Hopefully so we asked this weekend. We asked Valari, what's your thoughts on Mr. Brightside? Are you on the sideline? Are you, are you singing along with the student section and all the fans? Dude, I don't mind Mr. Brightside. I don't know why people hate on it. I, was I, mean, like, I could see you. I could see you on the sideline, just banging your head around, just fucking singing it along. <laughs> yeah, I mean, as long as we're ahead by enough, I'll be over there yeah. jamming out too. True. True. Yeah, I mean, if we're down, like, if we're down. I'm not probably not going to be singing. Though, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> quietly, quietly singing. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> now, I, I mean, don't ever listen to the song outside of the end of the third quarter, but. Um, it's fine. Like, it's chill. I don't hate it. I know Jalen yeah. Mayfield hates it. I don't know. About that. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that's your that's your guy, Jalen. What's going on with Jalen? I don't know what that's all about. I think he's just making up lies. He's trying to play to the people. That guy was also seeing Mr. Brightside on the sideline. So I <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. All right, we're going to have to call him out on that, too, then. Mm. Uh, yeah. So. All right. Uh, well, Joel, thank you so much for coming on. We appreciate it. What What do you need to plug here for yourself? You got, you know, social media you want to plug. We need to get you some sponsorships as well. Uh, what do you What do you want to plug here? It's Cuban links, baby. They're coming to the tight end room. I love it. Yeah. Yes, Cuban links, dude. I, I need to hook up the tight ends with those. Uh, social media, Joel underscore hunting forward fifty nine. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, J-A-H-O-N-I-G 59. So other than that, I don't really have anything else. Um, I mean, just support the kid. Love it. Love, Love it. it. All right. We're supporters for sure. You're on the, uh, you're on the blue by 90 squad now. So, uh, you know, our, our following is pretty faithful here. So I think they will be, uh, they will be, they will be supporters of you too. So we're all on the squad. Um, so Hey, we appreciate you coming on though. Thank you so much. That was a fantastic interview. That was a lot of fun. Uh, great stories. So, um, you know, Joel Honingford, Hunting Ford, Hunting Ford, Hunting Ford, Hunting Ford. All right. I'll say it right. Yeah. I'll say it right. It works too. Only took us 50 minutes. We figured yeah. It out. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, go follow him on his social media and all that. Um, you know, support him on Saturdays too. Uh, if you've, if you've got a sponsorship sponsorship that you're looking for somebody, or if you're looking to build a tree house, call Joel, uh, he'll make sure to either do it or get you somebody who can, uh, <laughs> and then for us too, you can follow us at blue by 90 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at blue by 90 podcast on YouTube. Uh, shout out to truly for our sponsorship here. They supply us, uh, with some, uh, beverages at the, uh, tailgate. Um, but we appreciate you, Joel, for coming on. Uh, and we will see you guys later. Go blue. Go blue. Nah, Go blue. Go blue.